Yeah, the students, the 17 and 18 year old students run the dueling committee, which decides everything from like grades to like who you're going to marry. It's fucking bonkers. Terrible, if a bunch terrible of school. Libertarian venture capitalists started a school. Tell me this isn't what it would be like except if this happened in real life and a bunch of libertarian venture capitalists started a school then the duels would be like if pokemon were nfts or like if Yu-Gi-Oh were nfts you know that's what it would be Welcome to Mortified, the Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long-distance friends bounce media recommendations all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron. And I'm the part of the robot that kills you. And this week, we launch into Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Before we duel for our classmates' hands in marriage, you can remember... Uh, you remember, you can help us on Mortify the Legitimacy Quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, setting up for our monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes, or following us on Twitter and Tumblr at MortifiedPod. And you can leave us a review on iTunes. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that again. You can leave us a review. <laughs> it would be nice. We haven't had one in a while, and usually they're all very sweet. So yeah, please. say nice things to us. Um, Layla, Aaron, do you remember the last time we watched a Gundam? I remember that we were bored. Yes. Um, and here's here's the thing. Uh, you've only watched half of this season of Witch for Mercury. I watched all of it. Um, and we'll, we'll see if this comes up, but like, uh, I felt kind of a little bit of a similar boredom in the second half of this, uh, the show, but like, I think that the part that we're talking about today, uh, did not have any of that boredom. (laughs) No, uh, I honestly, I was kind of expecting to be bored again. So I was like setting up to multitask, but no, it hooked me right in. I'm glad. I'm glad because I just, you know, a lot of people on tabletop Twitter were really talking uh, this this show up, and we were gonna do uh, a different uh, anime that turns out was not very interesting. So uh, this was just kind of a last minute schedule change, but I'm I'm glad it seems to have worked out. Yeah, I'll call it out. We were gonna do Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and then I watched it, and I said we're not talking about it on this show. <laughs> Fair. Um, I mean. Do you just just up top? What do you think was more interesting about this one than the previous Gundam, which I believe was the? I'll go look it up exactly, but it's the one that was running on Toonami in the in the aughts. Um, one of the ones that was running on Toonami yes. in the aughts. Yeah, uh, there were many, many, many Gundams. There's shows. a lot of Gundams. <laughs> yeah, chances are if you watched Toonami in the aughts, you would you you couldn't throw a rock without hitting either a Gundam or a Dragon Ball. Um. So the thing I found really interesting about the format so far is that there's never, for me, any doubt that uh, Salada, our main character, is going to win whatever duel she's being challenged to. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no tension in the fighting for me whatsoever. There's a tension right. in like, ooh, how's she going to do it this time? Mm-hmm. Um, the tension for me is in this little bumpkin showing up and exposing everyone's family trauma to them in a way that it's never been exposed to them before. <laughs> which is just like a fun little thing she does you know she shows up and she's like wow your parents are really mean to you and then the other character is like wow my parents are really mean to me wow 
my dad doesn't believe in me, and that does hurt my feelings. I'm going to stop being a misogynist. Hey, however you want to stop being a misogynist, <laughs> that's your journey, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm just happy yeah. to see you at the destination. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's let's get into it. Um, the show starts out um, pretty, like, pretty good. I think there's a pretty good, you know, 22 episode uh, or 22 minute episode here, um, which is the prologue. Um, basically, what happens is uh, we have the parents of Saletta Mercury, who work for a group called uh, Venatus. Um, and basically, it starts out, um, this this program is untethered from all the rest of Gundam. Uh, or, or rather, you know, it, it, all of the Gundams are, like, probably tangentially connected. But, like, there's, it doesn't, like, continue on its own. It's not a part of an ongoing continuity. Um, so in this world, um, Gundams are part of like medical prosthetic technology like it's it's connected to your nervous system in a way that like you can you can basically pilot it with your with your nerves and your mind um and its original purpose was to be for medical um purposes however uh as many things that are robot based do uh especially in the gundam universe uh it also got repurposed into technology to create and to pilot big machines um and that's this kind of this one company, the Venatus Institute. Um, that's their whole deal. They they create these Gundams. Um, and the the day that we open this episode on, um, there's a bunch of people who want to stop them because the the problem with Gundams is that they kill the people who drive them, <laughs> um, which seems Oopsie bad. Doops. Listen, I don't know. To be fair, every time I open Twitter, I do feel a little part of my soul die. Like, I can feel my blood vessels in my face and forehead kind of activate and get all red. So, like, I don't know that, that that's, like, that much different from the technology we have going on today. Um, but also, you know, that's the justification they have for shutting down the Venatus Institute. Um, there's this guy who runs um, what's called the uh, Cathedra. Which there's like some weird like witch trial imagery going on here. At one point, somebody actually like specifically says like the the hammer of witches, which is the Malleus Maleficarum, which is like a, a book that was used in like the the I don't know I want to say 15th century to like actually conduct witch hunting trials. Um, but like basically, they're they're witch hunters. Um, they, this Cathedra group, um, and they go to the Venatus Institute. And they kill everybody there, um, but we see how our main character's mom escapes. Basically, um, uh, Saleta, who, you know, right now her name is Ari. Uh, she's four years old. She's having her birthday. She's very excited, but then, um, you know, her dad has to take a call, and she's very upset by that because her parents are always working, and it's her birthday, and she's a four-year-old, and she just wants to eat her strawberry cake. Um, so she goes to go yell at the mech that's causing, that's ruining her birthday, which is very cute. Um, and, you know, she kind of has, her mom explains it to her, like, you know, this mech is your your little sister. You know, you've got to take care of her. Like, this is your family. And because of the love of this child, um, <laughs> that's the only, there's not, like, another reason. It's basically, like, the child's talking to, to it, right? Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, there's, like, a weird software issue with it, but um, Ari cleans it up. And then they're able to pilot it away and escape. Um, it's kind of a gutting. You really so Gundam is the original meme where it you go wow cool robot and then the robot is shooting over your head and the, the over your head message is war is bad. Um, <laughs> but like 
mean, there is something really gut punching about like having four year old Aerie just be like one, two, three, and it's like shooting lasers out and it's like sh- exploding people in their in their own mech suits. Um, Ender's Game could fucking never, you know what I mean? Listen, Orson Ender's Scott Card is many things, but he is not. He is not on this level. Uh, no. <laughs> Ender's Game really tried this shit, but you know what? I think The Witch for Mercury, really, it was it was like a gutting scene. I think is you really hit the nail on the head with that adjective. Like, watching her mom, like, in real time try to process what her little daughter was doing. And she's like, isn't it beautiful, mama? It's like candlelight. Mm-hmm. Unhinged. Yeah, and she's just like, my husband's about to die. Um, and he does, but not before singing happy birthday to his daughter over the PA. Um, and I then cried. Oh, this got me. It's pretty rough. It's, it's, it's a really great way to start your anime, but whew. Yeah, it, it got me. It really did. And like about halfway through the episode, because I, I went in basically completely blind. I knew nothing about the show. I haven't seen anything from it or about it. Um... I, like, figured out halfway through the episode, I was like, uh, I bet the little girl's the protagonist. Either that or she's gonna die, and that's gonna galvanize the mom. It's one of the two. And, uh, man, when I kind of figured out that this was, like, the prologue and the <laughs> shit was about to go south in a really big way, I was like, hmm. Wow. The happy birthday really took me out, especially when she starts singing with him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brutal. Um, anyway, um... You know, that that's kind of setting up the whole the whole main threat in this first season is that Gundams are illegal. Um, and Soleta's mom, Ari changes her name to Soleta Mercury, um, which they go into hiding on the planet Mercury. Uh, it's a little bit. <clears throat> if I went into hiding, uh, I wouldn't change my name to like <laughs> like ace earth like that wouldn't be my name <laughs> it's a little bit much but it's a little on the nose yeah um sure anyway um but that's kind of the main thing is that gundam technology is considered illegal um even though everybody is still like secretly trying to access it um but then we get the first episode uh the witch and the bride um uh, which this is the only thing i knew about this is that tabletop people think it's good and there's lesbians in it and uh boy is this show sapphic um because the first thing that happens is um you know Suleta now 17 is going to a new school um it's the god it's a stupid name astic Astacasia School of Technology. Sure. Um, it's basically like um, if a bunch of libertarian venture capitalists founded West Point. Um, just the worst, worst possible <laughs> educational institute. Yeah, that's that's pretty apt. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> um, it seems terrible, uh, <laughs> and we'll talk about why. But basically, the first thing we see is um, Saleta is about to go to school, and she sees like somebody in a spacesuit floating in space, and she's like, "Oh no, I gotta help!" She goes, finds them, brings them into her cockpit, and they immediately headbutt her. And she's like, "You, I hate your guts. I was trying to escape. Why did you do this to me?" Um, and this person is Miorine Rembrandt, um, who not only is um. She's basically like the best business major at school. That's her whole deal. Uh, but also her her dad is the president of the Benerit Group, I believe is the name of the company. But basically it's like a very powerful company. Um, her her dad is um, uh, Delling uh, Rembrandt. 
but he's also like the guy who made Cathedra um, and like basically is responsible for the death of Miorne's dad. Uh, that's probably going to be fine. That's probably not going to cause any or problems. For, for Saleta's dad? Uh, Saleta's dad, thank you. Yeah. Um, right, anyway. Um, but basically they have this conflict. She's like, I was trying to escape because the school sucks shit and my dad runs it and he, you know, make, he's going to make me marry whoever the fucking best duelist at the school is. Oh, by the way, everything in this school is solved by dueling. With Max. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a dual committee and everything. Yeah, I the think... students, the 17 and 18 year old students run the dueling committee, which decides everything from like grades to like who you're going to marry. It's fucking bonkers. Terrible, if a bunch terrible of school. Libertarian venture capitalists started a school. Tell me this isn't what it would be like except if this happened in real life and a bunch of libertarian venture capitalists started a school then the duels would be like if pokemon were nfts or like if Yu-Gi-Oh were nfts you know that's what it would be right and also the people making decisions wouldn't actually be students they'd be like you know 40 year old um people who like to go out in the 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 who think that roads shouldn't be uh public it'd be like yeah. that <laughs> um yeah, they yeah, wouldn't yeah, yeah. they wouldn't trust the students with that because um uh libertarians are terrible um anyway <laughs> um basically this becomes a problem when she meets the person that is going to be uh Miorine's fiance ghoul jeturk <laughs> <laughs> the fucking names of the, 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 na- the <laughs> If you want to get a guy, it's like, oh, this guy sucks ass. You name him Ghoul Jeturk. Jeturk, probably. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, Jeturk. Uh, it's like, you can't, it's so close to Gruul, right? Which, like, listen, Japanese, right? This wasn't written in English originally. Um, This is obviously. Gruul yeah. or Fuel or both? Yeah, it's, it's. <laughs> you're really crushing it with these with these names uh, because it's, it sounds like gruel jerk right <laughs> they basically named him jet fuel jet fuel cruel gruel <laughs> like inc- all these associations like really good like not since glup shido have we seen naming <laughs> conventions like this honestly i would not be surprised if, if in the latter half of the season i encounter encounter a glup shido um there's there's some there's some there's some interesting folks in, in the second half. Um but yeah, basically, um, you know, he comes and he's like, Hey Miorine, uh, I noticed that you keep trying to escape. Why don't you come live with me? It's like, hey, that seems bad. You shouldn't probably be able to force your other students to live with you. Uh and he and Mior or uh Suleta's like, What the fuck, dude? And he like starts breaking uh Miorine's greenhouse. Um, where she, like, cultivates tomatoes because she, you know, reminds her of Earth and, like, she wants to escape to Earth. Um, and to get him to stop, uh, <laughs> Selena smacks him on the ass really hard. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck did you just do to me? <laughs> and she's like, didn't your mom teach you any ma-? She's also, like, very much, um, uh, there's there's a name for this kind of character um, that's, like, a very nervous kind of like stuttering when they speak uh hinata is my touchstone from naruto is this kind of character but that's what suleta's uh, personality is like so she's like not very confident but um you know she does stand up for minorina here she's definitely it feels like she's an alien learning human conventions like it feels like she has not grown up around other children ever at all right um 
And I think her, she has like a little wish list for what she wants to do at school. I think that betrays that as well. But she yes. does like, you can see, I think it, the show does a pretty good job of like when she gets more comfortable with people, she she stutters less and she, she becomes more confident. And the other thing is she doesn't really let herself get pushed into things she necessarily doesn't want to do. She right. does express her like wants and desires to other people. She's like, no, I don't want to do this. I want to fulfill my wish list or I want to do this or I want to do that. Um... So yeah, I, she's very nervous, but but I, I actually quite like the way she's characterized. She's she's my little baby. No, I I, I Sulet is my favorite character in this. Like I you know normally I go for the mean like the mean girl. Um, and listen, I love Miorane, but Saleta is extremely charming throughout all of this. So, uh, shout outs to Saleta. Um, but yeah, also uh, there's a side plot where um, Ghoul's dad is trying to put a bomb on the shuttle of Saleta's dad. Um, Miorne's dad. Mi- sh- Miorne's dad, because that will kill him, and that means that since he's engaged to Miorne, he'll inherit the presidency of the Benaret group, and then they'll be rich, um, which is wild. <laughs> um, but basically, you know, uh, Miorne's, uh, no, Suleta's like, okay, I'm going to challenge you to a duel uh, to leave Miorne alone. Uh, you know, Ghoul is the best duelist in the school. He agrees. Um, and Minorne is about to go fight him, but then she realizes that her mech's been stolen by, um, or Suleta realizes her mech's been stolen by Miorne. Um, and Miorne is about to fight, uh, Ghoul, uh, but she doesn't know how to pilot the damn thing, uh, cause she's a business major and not a pilot major. Um, and she's getting her ass kicked pretty bad. Um, but then... Suleta comes out there on basically like a turbo scooter. It's like it's like a razor scooter, basically. Um, she goes out into the middle of the battlefield, uh, gets inside the mech, um, and she's like, "Hey, let me pilot my own damn robot." Uh, and then she just completely whoops up on him. It's really cool. Um, there's a bunch of what they call gunned bits, which are basically like little floaty drones, and they shoot a bunch of lasers, uh, and they just completely own him. Um, it's really good. Uh, and at the very end, um, you know, Ghoul's defeated, um, her, Suleta's uniform changes to, like, this white and gold trimmed, uh, school uniform, and she's like, what just happened? And Miorane's just like, well, that's the uniform of the holder, um, the uniform of my fiancé, uh, and... Suleta's like, but I'm a girl. Uh, and Miorne's like, you, you Mercurians are so conservative. That sort of thing happens here all the time. Uh, it's like, anyway, it's nice to meet you, my groom. And it's just like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. They're just really, episode one, just confirmed lesbian uh, engagement. Love to see it. Yeah, I mean, it really, you know, I was I was glad to see it. It's, it's a great, it's great. It was the... <sighs> this whole sequence whooped so much ass to me because, like, truly the moment she gets into that Gundam, uh, she, you know, immediately is like, uh, what is it, Ariel? Arian? What is her? Ariel Aris? is the name of the Gundam. Yeah, Ariel. If, if you know anything about Gundam, like the red, white, and blue Gundam ass looking Gundam, like, it's just that one. The one that appears in uh... every Gundam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Ariel, she she's always like, she's not just our, our mech, she's my family. And it's just mm-hmm. really cute because she gets in and, and just immediately whoops the shit out of Ghoul. And it, it just feels good um, until the next episode happens, at which point it starts to feel very bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, 
you're you're the animation expert here. You know, I think all the fights in this look pretty cool. Oh, they look great. I, yeah, there's just a lot of like lasers and robots dancing around and occasionally laser sword clashes. And great time all around. You know, it's Gundam and like this is kind of the problem that I had with the other Gundam that we watched, which is that there were actually not that many Gundam fights. Um, this one kind of has the Gundam fights all built into it with the shitty school um, because there's duels all the time. So um, that does kind of circumvent the the need to like keep having a fight, you know, inventing a reason for a fight. It's just like kind of already have it all built into the story. Um, but anyway, basically, um, we learn in episode two that they are going to have to like have a trial because they suspect that her robot is a Gundam and that's bad. Um and basically what happens is i'm reading basically they they uh jail her um miorine or no Suleta, i keep getting them confused um they put Suleta in jail where she's visited by a student named uh elan series um uh he is um He's a weirdo. <laughs> um, I love Ellen. I well, do. He, he he'll grow. He grows Elon, on you. Ellen. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not Elon. We can't say Elon. <laughs> can't it's E L A N. We want to okay. be very clear. Um, but basically, you know, the, he she's just he's just like, oh, I want to learn more about you, uh, weird girl. Um, and basically, there's a trial. Um, Miorne's dad's there, and he's just like, you have a Gundam. Even though it doesn't have all the things that make it a Gundam, it's a Gundam. Fuck you. It's a Gundam because I say it is. Uh, he uh-huh. sucks so bad. And um, her mom shows up. Uh, her mom's there. <laughs> yeah, her mom shows up, and she's just dyed her hair, and she has this cool headpiece now uh, where she's just like, Oh, look at me. I'm Mercury. The atmosphere has just torn apart my body. Well, this isn't a Gundam arm. Absolutely not. No, I'm a normal human woman uh, <laughs> doing human woman things on Mercury. And my robot is not a Gundam. It uses drones, you silly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, it's about to all go south when Miorne charges into the courtroom and is just like, fuck you, dad. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> Which is really good. I think that all CEOs should have to fight their children. Um, and basically, due to the uh, attempted bombing of the guy's shuttle, which didn't go off because uh, the ghoul lost the duel, um, say that five times fast, um, <laughs> and Saleta's mom blackmailed ghoul's dad into, you know, helping, being on her side for this court hearing. Uh, so basically, Dylan's like, okay, fine, I'm going to have ghoul fight uh, your daughter again. I guess not only are, we're going to have this school in the middle of nowhere dictate this business courtroom deal. Um, I don't understand the politics and laws of this Gundam universe at all. It's wild. I don't think I want to. I think I'm content with the vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, episode three, we get probably the most, my, mo- you know, obviously there's a, there's a fight here, but, um, the, my favorite part in episode three is where we learn about Miorne's, um, school list of things she wants to do when she goes to Suleta's. school. Suleta, fuck, I keep saying, <laughs> Suleta is, is the, the red haired one. Um, yes. but like, basically she's like, I don't want to duel. I want to do like normal teen shit, like make friends. Number one, make friends. Number two, call them by nicknames. Number three, study in the library. Number four, eat lunch on the roof 
Number five, go on dates. Uh, and, and that's just the top five, because we do we do find out about number 12, exchange yes, contact a, information. Yes, which is exchanging contact information. Uh, later on, there is one where it's like, tell a joke that makes everyone laugh. She's so cute. I love her so much. She's um, just a baby. She's just a perfect baby uh, who drives a death machine. Um, that's fine. But like... She's just like, and I don't, I don't want to duel because, you know, I can't, I can't go on, I don't have, I want to be able to date now because once I'm married to you, apparently, I'm not going to be able to go on dates. And to, to her credit, Mjorin, Mjorin is like, why not? I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, incredible. I love uh, Mjorin and Sleda's relationship. It is, this is why you shouldn't get engaged with your teens. It's not even enemies to lovers. It's just like confusion to lovers it feels mm-hmm. like it's yeah it's just, great it's very they're good. so silly um but basically there's this conversation um ghoul is about to you know he's getting ready to fight he's given a new mech and his dad installs like a decision making ai on the mech which means that it'll fight the battle for him uh and that like that hurts his feelings a bit <laughs> um because it's like wow dad you don't even think i can beat this girl again uh, and he's like, no, just fucking let the machine drive. Um, and furthermore, when this fight actually does happen, um, there's a bunch. They somebody sets off the sprinkler system, which uh, affects Soleta's like beam weapons, so they don't they aren't as effective. And um, Ariel, her mech is is completely dependent on beam weapons, so it's like a big deal. Um, and that you know that means it's like basically rigged. Um, and you know, Ghoul also sees this. He's like, wow, I, they, they even rigged this. Like, my dad doesn't trust me even this far. Um, but, like, thankfully, uh, Miorine finds out who is turning on the sprinklers, uh, gets in a robot, and threatens to kill them. <laughs> um, and stuts, stuts, shuts the sprinklers off. Um, Suleta is able to defeat Ghoul, but r- before the battle, you know, ends, he's like, fuck this AI. He takes over and drives by himself again, and he actually almost gets her, uh, but they uh, they do another battle, and uh, of course, Suleta wins. Like, listen, uh, Suleta is not going to lose fights here. It's not really her thing. She's the protagonist. Um, but that's kind of, we'll talk about that, but like, mech stories are like more about the people in the mechs than the actual mech fights themselves. It's more about feelings, uh, I think, than than anything else. Um, at, le- at least in this show, certainly. I'm not, unfortunately, a mecha expert, but like Pacific Rim is probably, you know, one of my biggest me- mecha touchstones, and like that is all about feelings, baby. It's all about feelings. No, it's it's uh, like I said earlier, like it's just very interesting because you're never worried she's gonna lose, but you are like, what is gonna be the consequence of her winning? Right. Right. Um. Ghoul, after being defeated, uh, immediately proposes to Sleta. <laughs> Baby boy, what? <laughs> you ever get your ass beat by a woman so bad that you have to marry her? Uh, and on a real note, does anybody want to? Because <laughs> I'll gladly. Uh, yeah, you can add us at Mortified Pod on Twitter. Um, anyway, um... Suleta immediately rejects him in episode four, and everybody's like, wow, I can't believe you turned down Ghoul. It must be because you're in love with Elan. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's weird. 
Uh, we'll get into Elon in a sec, but basically there's a test that happens. And this is where we get into some more of the politics of the show. Um, we're seeing that uh, there's a divide between the Spatians and the Earthers. Basically, the Earthers are people who still live on Earth, and the Spatians are people who live in space, the people who you know help colonize the rest of the system. Um, but basically, there's like a weird like class, social... Um, I don't know if it's like you know, nationalism. I basically called it racism. I called it racism in my notes. It's not really racism, but, you know, it's an ism. Um, it's, it's some sort of ism. Yeah. Um, but basically, uh, Suleta has to take this test to because, you know, apparently they do some sort of education at this school, um, and she's taking this test, uh, but she immediately fails because there's no crew to help her. Nobody explained this to her. <laughs> They're just like, fuck you, you fail. Uh, I feel so bad for her. Um, and also, we need, meet this Earther named uh, Chaudhry uh, Panlunch, um, who is named Choo Choo. That's her, that's her nickname. Uh, my headcanon is that she is a Daisy, even though she's, like, a white person. Uh, because you don't name your kid Chaudhry uh, unless you're a Daisy. Um, you're, so my, my headcanon is that she's at least somewhat um, Indian or Pakistani or something like that. Um, so shout-outs to, to Choo Choo. She's, she's great. Um, but basically, her, she also fails the test because some Spatians, like, spray some, like, like slow-acting, um, like, spray that kind of, like, that triggers when she's, like, halfway into the middle of her test and obscures her vision uh, so she can't uh, beat the be the test. So both her and um, Suleta have to do a retake. Um we learned that, you know, there's, there's like a bit of character building. We learned like Chuchu like calls her family back on earth and she has like seven dads or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Chuchu. Um, but like, she's just like, they're just like, Oh, how are you doing? You know, I know there's a lot of bad stuff going on on earth, but you know, I'm, I'm working hard at school to make you proud. Um, and they're just like, don't worry, Chuchu, you're great. We love you. Um, and similarly, um, Suleta, uh, you know, is having this conversation with Miorine, and she's like, you know, I came here because there's not a school on Mercury, and I'd love to start a school on Mercury for all the little Mercurians. Um, they treat Mercury like it's like a rural backwater, which is very strange to me. Uh, it's an interesting detail to make a planet that is so close to Earth and the sun uh, be be like kind of a nothing planet. I, I think that's a, that you know that speaks to the world building um, uh, in an interesting way. But basically, you know, we have this conversation. Us, uh, Chuchu overhears it and starts to build sympathy. Basically, there's a bit where um, Suleta has to ask uh, all the kids from like the Earth District, basically, to help build her like um, some sort of uh, rocket. That that happens later. But basically, That's, you know, you know, she says to, she needs to find a mechanic and a spotter. Oh um, yes, she goes um, to Nika at Earth House. Right, Nika at Earth House is the person who um, becomes her spotter, I believe. Um, well, she asks Nika to become her spotter, but Nika's busy, so she can't. She introduces right. her to the rest of Earth House, and that's when Choo Choo comes in and starts doing fucking violence. Yes. Because, and you know what? Rightfully so. Because what we've seen is, like, Spatians being just complete assholes to these Earth kids for no good goddamn reason. Right. Other than just, like, classism. Um, there's like and, there's one bit where Nika is like sitting um like in the cafeteria with some of the other Earth friends, and then like the two Spatian girls come up and they're just like, 
oh hey we normally sit here can you can we sit here uh and they're like uh i guess so uh and then uh and nika says okay yeah i was already done and one of the earth the spatian spits her gum into nika's tray which still has food on it and she's like oh well you said you're already done i was like holy shit uh so yeah the spatians suck in this one uh and you know what that's that's why choo-choo hates them because all the spatians treat the earthers like shit yeah, so when uh, when Ghoul proposes uh, to Saleta, Chuchu assumes it's like a lover's quarrel, and that like that's what this whole like series of duels has been about. Um, and so when, obviously when she sees Saleta in Earth House, she goes apeshit, and she's like, "Never show your face here again." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only when she realizes that like, "Hey, I might have something in common with this other extremely ostracized Spatian, who's like has so many people relying on her from back home, like." We're the same here. We're both getting attacked by these snobby, rich assholes. And then she goes and starts a fist fight, which I think rules. Yeah, it's really good. Um, she, like, you know, they do the same trick to Saleta that they did to Choo Choo, where they, like, obscure her screen. Um, and so Choo Choo goes and finds the two people who sabotage them in, the in like, the bleachers and just, like, beats the fuck out of them, um, which is awesome. Which be- And then they both have to get a remake of their redo test, which is really funny. <laughs> It's so good. And, like, the whole time Miorne's there and she's she's being Saleta's spotter and mechanic, at the same time, she's being both people. So the the whole episode is so chaotic because you have these two rich snobs in the corner going, we've sabotaged them again. And then Saleta's, like, trying to redo this test 400 times and Miorne's just girl-bossing her way through this. This business major's like, I just did some reading on mechanics and spotting overnight and now I got it and I can be both people all at once. And she's just girl bossing your way through the apocalypse and i really love that for her it's it's really cool um i i really i you know i i think that this is this is kind of nice right we in in a lot of like i, I would consider this a, i don't know if this is a shonen anime but it it kind of falls into the same tropes which is like happy-go-lucky protagonist um that is like inexplicably super powerful and, and good at fighting um you know and and a cast of characters that help support them in their journey um and like you know a lot of homoerotic tension between the protagonist and like kind of an antagonist or sidekick uh, or rival character um except this time the homoerotic tension is intentional um but like yeah basically i forgot where i was going with this but um it seems like this this falls into a lot of shonen tropes but um is doing them in a way that that is good and on purpose yeah for sure um i it's it's funny because they're the uh salada and miorne's relationship at this point is like so weird they're like friends by circumstance in a, right. in a funny way right. uh so, you know, it's just funny to see Miorne be like, you know, kind of trying to be cooler and kind of above it all, but getting dragged into our protagonist's desire for friendship and eating lunch on the roof and such. I remember what I was going to say, which is that, you know, in a lot of shonen sto- shows, like you get like the one girl who doesn't do fighting, but like her whole deal is to like heal and support um, but I think Miorne, who like largely does not do any fighting here, does like is shown to be very competent and, and skillful in business and you know mechanics here. And I really like that that they're just like, you know what, no, she doesn't do any fighting. She's not a big pilot, but like she's really, really talented in all the these other ways in a way that's not just like, oh, we have to give the girl something. And not being a pilot, again, does not stop her from trying to get into mechs over and over again, which I respect. Yeah, yeah, shout outs. Um 
anyway, in Ep 5, then we get uh, Elan. Um, he kind of asks Suleta on a date, uh, but basically he just wants to drive Ariel because it turns out, um, you know, he, he is like got ulterior motives and he sucks really bad. Um, and we get this conversation where, you know, she's like trying to get to know him and she asks him, you're like, hey, um, you know, when's your birthday? Because they're, they're doing this like divination thing where they have like, I don't know if it's like rocks or grains of rice or something, but they like throw some stuff on a board. Um, and, you know, she's one of her friends is like, hey, you know, what's the birthday of the person you're thinking about? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I should ask him. Um, and it turns out, you know, he's like, I don't have a birthday. Um, he basically learns that her Gundam is not the same kind of Gundams that he's used to piloting because it turns out he's from one of the houses that's developing illegal Gundams. Um, and he gets really upset by that because he's an enhanced person, what we would call a witch in this setting. Um, and that means that like, he just like, is like, well, I guess there's, I have nothing in common with Suleta Mercury after all. Uh, fuck this girl. I hate her. Uh, you suck. And I think you're annoying. He like tells her that, uh, and that really hurts her feelings. Cause she was like, Oh, I wanted a friend and he's kind of cute. And you know, um, she's, she's really upset by this. A ghoul happens to be walking by at the same time. Uh, and he's like, why did you make her cry? I'll fucking kill you. Ghoul got alerted. Alerted? Oh, wait, what, how, how did he get ghoul, alerted? Ghoul got alerted by the fangirls where they're like, oh my god, Ellen asked her on a fucking, on a date and he was at the gym and he asks them where are they and he follows them. He didn't just walk by. Oh, oh my god, that's <laughs> normal. The fangirls cool. alerted him. Hey, okay, I would like to take umbrage with something. Why do you think uh, Ellen sucks? Um, well, I know why he sucks. Um, because I no, watched but episode like, well, six. No, but why does he suck to you? Because he's mean to Soleta. Yeah, but he's also like a prisoner a who is a, a body stolen... double. Yeah, 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 he is, and he hurts Soleta's feelings. And he was hoping that she was like him, and that he could find a friend and some kinship. And then he finds out that she, quote unquote, lifted the curse. So yeah, he feels even more lonely than ever before, and he lashed out. Yeah, yeah, but he hurts Soleta's feelings. Did you, I hear did you. you miss the part where he hurt Soleta's <laughs> feelings and made her cry? Uh, did you miss the part where Soleta is a vehicle for everybody processing their traumas in this narrative? Listen, listen, uh, spoiler alert. Elon gets incinerated in the next episode. He does not survive. Oops. Uh, yeah, that's what happens at the oh, uh, end of episode six. He doesn't make it. Um, oh, boy. Oops, uh, it's, I'm going to be rough. real sad about that. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> listen. Um, don't worry, there's more Ellen, just not that particular Ellen. Yeah, just uh, a different, shittier one. Yes, correct. That's why oh. I don't like Ellen. Um, okay, well, I like the emo one. The emo one's, he's actually an alright guy, uh, because, you know, uh, basically, uh, you know, Ghoul challenges Ellen, Ellen whoops his ass with his cool mech, um, because it's Ellen, also a Gundam. Because yeah. it's also a Gundam, a uh, secret Gundam. Uh, Ellen then challenges Soleta <laughs> for Ariel, um... And they do have a duel. Uh, in the meantime, Ghoul gets disowned by his dad for being really bad at dueling. Yeah. Uh, he has to go live in a tent in the woods. Yeah. You ever you ever kick your, your kids out of the family because they're bad at mech duels? And then say, be grateful I'm paying for your tuition. Ah, <laughs> uh, I do Yeah. Ghoul's dad. Mm. Ghoul has some mm, daddy issues that do get resolved at the end of the season. So that's good. 
I'm really happy for him. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. you need a country bumpkin to bash you over the head a couple of times, and then you can think about your trauma from your father. Yep, yep. Um, but basically, in episode six, we real we re- it is revealed that this Ellen is actually like a clone or a body double, or he's had his face surgically altered in some way to make him look like the real Ellen, um, who is a rich guy, I guess. He's obnoxious. He sucks really bad. He um, sucks so bad. Basically, he's working with, I think it's Pell Technologies, um, which is another company that these people are making these illegal Gundams. Um, but they're basically using this, like, um, you know, basically a hostage um, to test the Gundams because, you know, he's he's enhanced. He's an enhanced person. Uh, and, you know, these kind of Gundams kill the people who drive them. So that's why um, he they, they didn't want to have the real Ellen pilot. Anyway, uh, you know, they have this, or Celette actually goes to talk to him the day before and figure out why he's being so rude to her. Uh, you know, they ha- he has this conversation and, you know, they don't, um, you know, it doesn't seem like they're getting along. Um, but then she sings happy birthday to him because he doesn't have a birthday, like he said, and she wanted him to feel, you know, special. Uh, is my favorite. I love her so much. Um, she's just a baby. I love her. What a, what a girl. She's great. Um, there is a cool Dund- Gundam duel, uh, Saleta wins, obviously, uh, there's, th- this one's pretty cool because, like, he, I think he has the ability to, like, n- he might have the ability to negate some of her gunned bits in a way, but, like, she's able to overcome him, uh, she defeats him, and as her reward, she was gonna be able to, um, you know, ha- go on a date with him and actually have a conversation about what he's like, um, but at the end of the episode, it's just her and Miorne, and Miorne's just like, okay, well, uh, I'll, I'll see ya. And then, like, there's, like, a clock, and it, like, shows the clock, like, ticking past the time that he was supposed to pick her up. Um, and then it cuts to, like, the the Ellen body double strapped to a table, um, and all the other people at the pale group being like, well, it's all right, you know, this guy's outlived his usefulness. And then, like, the last thing that he does um, is, um, I, I feel like he sings happy birthday uh, as they shoot a big laser at him and kill him. <laughs> Mm, that's, so that's that's, that's how that ends <laughs> well that's real sad yeah i mean listen it, it's good storytelling i think the storytelling takes a weird dive after this because there's a lot of factional pol- political business stuff that i found kind of hard to track and i think that after that might just be because i watched all of it in like one day I guess two mm. days. I broke it up over Saturday and Sunday. Um, so, like, I, th- I think that probably suffered some of it. I, I wasn't tracking the politics and the various groups, but um, I-, I do think it gets a little bit boring. But, like, there are some interesting bits. There's a Kickstarter party, uh, um, which is wild. Uh, there's a really cool um, – se- there- there's a really good sequence with um, Miorine and Saleta in the last two episodes that, that I think is really nice. Uh, excuse me. Um and make sure uh, that you at the very end of the episode on episode 12 there's like two minutes after the credits make sure you watch that because that's important oh, um, boy. <clears throat> but um yeah i mean i i kind of struggled with 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 it in the the second half but um i think this first half is really really strong yeah, I agree. I was hooked in. I'm I'm uh, halfway through episode six, so I can't wait to see my favorite boy get incinerated in a couple minutes. That'll be real great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Psyche. Sorry about that. <clears throat> no, it's okay. I mean, I'm glad I had warning. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get attached. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, do you have any uh, big thoughts about the characters? I know there's a lot of characters we didn't talk about. Um, we know but... most of them. Uh, you know, basically. I mean, that's, again, it's very interesting that like the the, the it is very much about feelings, right? Because so it's just a story about what happens when the status quo gets interrupted by somebody who actually cares. Right. So it's this like mech story about, you know, it's, it's almost like the initial intent of the, the, the cathedral agreement or whatever the fuck they call it, um, where Gundams got banned. It was almost like the initial intent of it was to protect pilots from dying. Like that's what it looked like on the surface. Mm-hmm. But in reality, then you, you kind of arrive at this school and it's like, oh, well, that didn't really matter because you're already stripping the humanity from these kids by making them pawns in like a business game and it's right. this awful cycle of like psychological violence that now has to get interrupted by somebody who in theory pilots this like quote unquote evil machine right who's like a a, a witch um but is just coming in like brazenly caring about her classmates and you know making them kind of take a an outside look at their situations so yeah real real first uh, strong first half of a show yeah yeah it's um it's really good um and i mean like that's um i I, if i had more time i would pull up austin walker's um big like list of what he thinks mech stories are about and like things that are important but like a lot of mech stories involve themes such as like bodies and like scale and there's a lot of stuff going on like for for people who are deep into the mecha genre that I think which from Mercury is doing very well, right? Like the 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 battles themselves are always emotional. They're never resolved like like tactically. It's all about like what is going on, you know, between the two pilots, um, and like the, the stuff around them and the people that are in their lives, um, which I think is like kind of the best way to do. Like mm, I don't know, right? Because I do feel like I I would like some more like tactics, like strategy, like a little bit more thought. Um, I'm more than happy to have like a protagonist like use the the their power of friendship to win at the end of the day, but um, you know I I do think that you know overall that that is kind of the heart of the mecha genre is it has to do, be character driven. Um, you can't have all you know it can't just all be laser swords and cool cool shields. It can't. Uh, it does have to be. I mean, you know, I love melodrama and I love personal drama, so this is like right up my alley for now uh you know we'll (laughs) see about the second half of the season shortly but like um yeah i don't know i think it's like i think pacific rim is just such a good example to pull too because the robots are powered by love (laughs) so it's like you know like uh, the cool the cool thing about these mechs is like mechanically part of the strategy becomes the interpersonal um so like you know, with with even in the battle we saw between the second fight, the second duel between Ghoul and Solata, you see like, yeah, sure, his family has all these connections and, you know, can get him, can get some rain happening to help him cheat and can power his mech for him. But even if he had won, the victory would not be satisfying because he didn't do the piloting and he cheated and the, the like trauma of being not trusted by his father despite dedicating his life to becoming the best duelist would hurt him right and then on the other hand you see like this kind of underdog couple because they care about each other find ways to win um 
So that kind of stuff is really satisfying to me. I really like it. But I, I, I don't know. I love stories about love and friendship, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's the thing. I think that in the second half, it gets complicated by the politics. And there, there's a bunch of, like, secondary characters that kind of get all, all in the mix. And I kind of wish it had concentrated more on the, like, interpersonal, um, you know, dealings between uh, the, the, like, Earth house people and, and like, the Spatians and... I wish it had been a little bit more focused on the school than like the overall over like world politics. But like that is also a big part of Gundam is my understanding is that there's always like multiple factions in these wars. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I, I think that it does come to a pretty um, interesting um, end. I, hmm, it does make me excited. I think I'd probably watch, you know, the second whenever the second season comes out i think i'll probably keep watching it because i am interested to see where it goes and you know this is the first time that i've kind of like really got gundam to work for me um you know maybe we should watch Bl- iron blooded orphans at one point because that also seems like a show that that would really work for us but um yeah i don't know i don't know um i, I overall i really did enjoy this and I, i'm excited to see where it goes um for our marketing minute i mean just like if we were to make some sort of mech show, mech mm-hmm. mech story, mm-hmm. you know, what are the ingredients we would like to put in to to make that interesting? Or, you know, in what ways could we adapt existing tropes to to make a mecha story that would really appeal to our core audience, which is, of course, um, people that are under the age of 30 and uh, over the age of 18? Hmm. I think I don't know. Do you have any initial thoughts? Oh. Uh, I wonder if there is something about using <laughs> This is my most like boomer marketing idea ever, but it's like young people like TikTok. You know, like there's mm-hmm. like the 18 to 23 demographic is really into TikTok these days. But what if we could talk about exploitation? Um, we could talk about how TikTok, you know, encourages everybody to become their own um, like micro celebrity and tries to encourage like a, a st- steady stream of content. I mean, this is true to you about YouTube to a certain degree as well. But, you know, I, I was reading that story about how like there was a young person who was like a child star and like had a lot of resentment to her parents uh, because they like kept filming her. Um, and like documenting her her like childhood on YouTube, and that like really fucked her up. And I'm wondering if we could do that, but with mechs. Like, what if there was like um, some sort of social media like aspect to mech dueling and and stunts to like y- you know mech pilots are incentivized to become very popular on social media, and that keeps driving them to you know you know produce young uh, more mech content from a younger age. Um, I think that that would get. You know, that's that's at least an episode of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some mech influencers, and then yes. there's like a whole industry of like mech cosmetic customization. Hmm, the mecha beauty industry. Mecha beauty industry. That yeah. sounds terrible. That sounds like the worst thing in the world. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I would like this to be centered around the, like, scrappy, I guess, I want, I want a group of, like, I want a mech beauty salon. 
Okay. I want that to be part of this. I want hmm. a scrappy group of underdogs who learned all that they know about mech beautification from social media. I want them to discover the horrors of war that they've been perpetuating. Hmm. So when you say mech beauty salon, are they like like beautifying the mechs or the they're pilots? Beautifying, or? They're beautifying the mechs, baby. They got okay. stencils. They got decals. They got techniques. Yeah. So these these are like engineers. Like they run a garage that's yes. essentially a beauty salon. Yes. This is interesting. This is an interesting take. Um, because like, oh, that would be great if like we, you know, the first episode is like, you know, we see them at their work and then like in the middle, like they have to come back and like clean blood out of a chair and be like, hey, what? Oh no, war. (laughs) Yeah, I want, and I want, it has to be the one scrappy protagonist who's like shocked by the blood and the rest of them are so Mm -hmm. desensitized and it's a journey back to like reconnecting with the, the perils and the, the actual human cost of war. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Crunchyroll, uh, Netflix toy. We'll start the bidding at, let's say one and a half mil. We're honestly, this is just you know I'll I'll do the script writing and you know me and Layla will we'll take over that. Um, we'll start at one and a half mil. Um, you can get us at us at mortifiedpod at gmail dot com. Um, just let my agent know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think uh, that this is gonna be the next big hit. Yeah. For sure. One hundred percent. Fucking usual out of this segment. God, we're cranking out these brilliant ideas a mile a minute. No one's paying any of mm. Disney. Disney. Bob, I know you're listening. <sighs> Layla, um, when we are not harassing Bob Iger to give us millions of dollars, which we are always doing, uh, where can we be found on the internet? You can find me at L-E-Y-L-S-E-S on Twitter and Tumblr, mostly on Tumblr. I am back on Twitter for a limited time engagement. Uh, what will be, we're recording this a week early because of some scheduling shenanigans. So what will be this week, uh, only because I am at the Game Developers Conference and looking to connect with my fellow uh, game developers. So I'll be slightly more active on Twitter than usual. Aaron? Um, also, I guess if you know me from Tabletops and you're going to GDC, um, you know, say hi to Layla for me, I guess. I say know. hi to me! I'm the one with the pink hair, and I look like uh, Cher from Clueless rolled into a hot topic and had a bad accident there. Like, that's generally... <laughs> that's generally... That's a compliment. <laughs> my my uh, dress style. Yeah, and hey, I, I will pull out Discord in real time, and I will say hello to Aaron for you. Excellent. Um, remember, you can uh, find me at AaronSXL on Twitter, um... And at aavoit.com, where I talk about tabletop RPGs, health policy, and writing. I also have a YouTube channel. That's um, youtube.com slash at aavoit. I think that's how YouTube does their URLs these days. Anyway, um, I just have a new I have a new tabletop review of uh, Far RPG's uh, Stoneburner, which is going to be cool. It's coming to Kickstarter. Um, our, ob- our theme song is Obsolete by Keshko from the album Filmmaker's Reference Kit Volume 2. You can find more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com. Layla. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we always say to end the episode? Will you marry me? Hmm. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.